John said, he listened to the last time you were a guest and he was like, it's a different show, not better, not worse. It's a different show. And I realize uh, when John is here, it's like cheers because there's a Sam Malone and there's like a Frazier. It's different people. John lives upstate. I live in Brooklyn. John's gay. I'm not. John doesn't draw cartoons. And so when you're on the show, it's like the Frasier show because Niles <laughs> is basically another Frasier. Oh, so I you was do, wondering that all You do time. what I do. You live in the same town. I like that he's Sam. That's yeah. <laughs> He's Sam? I didn't say that. Yeah, well, because I was wondering, like, you're like, it's Fra- it's Cheers or Frasier. I mean, gosh, what would I have gone with the comparison? Uh, Maud? No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know anything I, about Maud. <laughs> I know nothing about Maud at all. It's the SETI BIMCO Show, the only podcast with the proportionate strength and speed of a spider. SETI BIMCO Show, and uh, John is on a secret mission. John is on a secret mission, and guest star, sometimes, sometimes semi-regular host, friend of the show, New York Times bestseller George O'Connor's film. Thank you. Wow. I was like, <laughs> you think of the New York Times bestselling here. I'm just going to leave. Dang it. Well, oh, Seti Bimco is a show about teenage angst, both in real life and in the movies. Yeah. And we loosely, or you, I mean, you're really the primary driving force out of the two of us right here. This is your and John's show. I'm just here when John's off on like extended olive oil runs. So <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested really in exploring this Cheers and Frasier metaphor more. Really? So if you decide that you and I- just I, made that up. I, I know. And I think it bears, so that means your wife, Jean, is Roz. <laughs> Wait. Right? No. Roz. Who are you saying I am? I'm Frazier? Well, you're Frazier, yeah, because Frazier oh. is the constant he between He was single, Peters but he was and... married to, to Lilith. Lilith, yeah. Bevy Newworth. <laughs> hey, true factoid for anybody listening who's a fan of my Olympians comics, one yeah. of my uh, influences for the design of Hera, Bevy Newworth. I can see that as soon as you said that. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> And you know yeah, the, the, the creator of Cheers, he has a book out. I don't know if you know this. The one of the uh, co-creator, James, James Burroughs. You know Burroughs, yes. And it's all about the background of Cheers. And speaking of little known facts, did you know that originally in Cheers, Sam Malone was going to have three arms? But the special effects didn't look good. And they're like, no, no. Let's... That's why he was a great baseball player. And he's like a great bartender. Because that would make you like better at baseball, having like a third. Where, where did this third arm come from? I knew you were going to ask. <laughs> Straight out of the middle of his chest. That's, that's oh, wow. So he like a, it was like a quado sort of thing, but instead yeah. like a whole. It, was it a full-sized arm or was it like a little baby arm? No, full-sized arm. It helped him wow. play baseball. But they didn't and the way they direction. would have done this special effect, they would have actually hollowed out Ted Danson's <laughs> chest. And Maybe. who do you think would have reached his hand through the middle? <laughs> oh, a puppeteer you're talking about? Yeah, it would have been. I mean, would they have gone for like a full on Muppeteer? Would they have gotten like Jim Henson or Frank Oz? Or would they just. Frank Oz, I mean, <laughs> That's what Frank Oz wants to be doing. And then, okay, so who's the Carla? Oh, wait. Are we. No, we're, we're Frazier. You're going back to the metaphor you want to explore. I just think it's fascinating to me. Well, it's just that we are in the same town and we're in the same business. And when, when Cheers started as a show, I thought, well, why'd they do that? Why is Niles like him? Why isn't his brother a, a football player so they can have conflict? Well, that was his dad. I know. It worked out. People liked it. It worked out. I mean, that show that show ran for like At 12 the, years yeah. or something so, crazy. Shows what I know about what makes a good show. Oh, so our weeks. You, you sound like you have something that happened. I, I kind of, okay, so here's what happened, right? This, in case you listeners, you're wondering how I came to be as part of this. Because you're like, wait, this guy came on once as a guest. Told a really weird story about underwear in the woods. People were <laughs> upset. People loved it. It was, it, it ran the gamut. Then I became a bit of a running joke on the show. No joke. Uh, being, being name dropped for sometimes <laughs> the most episode. serious for, for, for <laughs> reasons. There's one time you called me a master of language. I'm like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> for any reason. So, and then, weirdly, you'd think like, that's normally the behavior reserved for a guest you don't like. But then when John was on the first leg of his secret mission, I came in and yeah. I talked about Generation X. With my keep, I don't think anything's ever been the same since. Like, no, that movie hurt me, and I think it hurt the show. I think it hurt a lot of stuff. 
But, and it probably hurt John because John had to go underground again. So this week, Tim, yes, I, I was actually in Ohio. Oh. And uh, yeah, my day job is, you know, I'm a New York Times bestselling cartoonist and okay. uh, I, I do uh, author, author. I, I do books about Greek mythology. So that means I get invited to speak about Greek myths a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was invited to give the keynote speech to the Ohio Classical League Centennial. Oh, cool. I have never been so out of my depth. I'm just like, oh, what am I classical doing league? Why? That, that sounds just like what you do. It, yeah, except for every one of these people like speak Latin oh, and Greek. They like, know these more are, than these you. Are scholars. These are people like during the course of this weekend, like they were people <laughs> like giving papers on like how like how they researched how people if people escape Pompeii about the wow. nature of Juno's wrath in the Aeneid. It was like some hardcore stuff. And I'm like, I draw comic books without the Greek God. <laughs> and I had like a full-blown case of imposter syndrome. Like I was just like, because I was, I'm normally, I do these things quite often. It's not normally a thing, but this one really bugged me out, especially because the night before we had all gone out to some very nice restaurant and there was like a banquet mm-hmm. and everybody had copies of my books on their, on their, oh, uh, on their, on their uh, dishes and what? I'm eating like filet mignon, but they're telling me stories of, of, of speeches past. And it's like, Oh no. Like, it's literally, it's like before you make your, <laughs> yeah, before I made one, it became oh, no. a joke. Like the, I think they could see the cold sweats breaking out of my face. <laughs> like one guy did the entire speech in Latin one time. I'm like, oh I my God. It was, yeah. Oh. So, so it was in the throes of this panic, right? Panic, by the way, derived from the Greek god Pan, named for his uh, his his blood curdling cry, which Wait, sent people into a panic. I do want to interrupt just a minute because there's so much yes. you're saying. Yeah, number, number one, they've got your book near food. That's a big no no. Yeah, it does but, seem like it's going to end badly, right? And secondly, didn't you try to impress them by by saying, "By the way, I'm friends with Tim Hamilton, New Yorker cartoonist." I did. Br- I brought it up several times. Okay. Well, it didn't work. And they would look and know what they did, Tim? What? They immediately would pull out their cell phones and they would look <laughs> they up Tim Hamilton. And they'd find and what did they see? The adult porn star. Exactly. <laughs> and then, it has so my same name. This room, I would say the median age was 78 years old. Okay. So all these old classicists, you know, it's a centennial. Some of them have been probably been there since the beginning, <laughs> looking at this and going, ooh, Tim Hamilton. So basically, we have this party. I drink wine, which is something I never do. And, you know, I have a few glasses of wine. I'm like, Ugh. And I go back to my hotel room before this speech, which I'm giving like at 10 o'clock in the morning the next day. And I'm like, I have to rewrite this whole fucking thing. You do. And I'm sitting there at my computer with this like vague wine buzz segueing into a like a headache and just being like, what am I going to say? All these people know so much. And that's when there's a knock at my door. And I open the door, fucking John Kelly there. He's now, well lubed. He's clearly in some sort of state that I would say an altered consciousness. Because normally his pupils are the same size, right? Yeah, that's what I It's kind of like a John, I'm not John Lennon, a David Bowie thing where like one was really big and, and he's like, <laughs> the word diaper is going to eat my space banana. I'm like, John, what have I told you about drinking all of that olive oil? Now, people, you know, John <laughs> Kelly is obsessed with me and Ava. I think it's a racist Italian thing because I'm Italian. I thought it was about uh, India. It was about Turkish wrestling. Sorry. Well, it's something. It's something weird. <laughs> but a lubed up and out of his mind, John Kelly showed up. And to his credit, he did not put me in any Turkish wrestling moves. Okay. He did not spread his his mental whatever was going on. He very he very politely came in, sat on my couch, left a big stain, but you know whatever it was just not to tell, and asked me if I wouldn't sub for him this week on Teddy Bimco. So you know what I did? What? I fucking blew off that speech, and I just came here to record with you. Ah, oh, all right. That's not true. I gave the speech. It actually went well, but I pretended to have a panic attack on stage. That's literally what I did. You did? I made a joke of it. Yeah, I, I did this really oh, overwrought oh. intro where I'm like. And I was thinking of you guys both because I actually introduced myself. I was like, the, the Ohio Centennial League presents New York Times bestselling cartoonist <laughs> Greg O'Connor, author of the New York Times bestselling series Olympians. I'm like, Wait, what am I doing? What am I doing? I laid down on the stage and pretended to freak out. Everyone got on my side. Okay. You didn't so then, fit friend of Seti Bimco in there? I did say, I said, Fred of, and I said, everyone friend. look up Tim Hamilton and the entire audience. <laughs> 
of children and seven-year-olds once again <laughs> saw terrible things that they will that you, probably awaken something. You said old. these people were old. Well, okay. There was all right. There were, it was like two conferences happening at once, literally next door to each other, and I was the keynote for both. So there was like a junior classics league, so it was all kids, like high school kids. Mm-hmm. And then next door was this one with all these adults with dropping these crazy, amazing papers that would – I actually said a lot of stuff and was like, this is really cool. But you'd have to be like a real Greek geek or you know Latin nerd to be like loving this stuff. But it was it was fun. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, I'm glad John didn't ruin it showing up with all his olive oil. You made him get out. You, you called up Carrot Top, said, I need some jokes for this speech. Wait, Carrot Top's a prop comedian. Are you comparing my humor to Carrot Top's? I'm outraged. I'm leaving. <laughs> Is he a prop comedian? I've never seen him perform. I only know no. people don't like him. I'm, I'm actually not sure he is now, but I think I've heard that. Because I've never, now that you mention it, I've never seen him perform either. All I've seen are the disconcerting photos where he looks like a melting lion from Thundercats. Because now he's all buff <laughs> and weird looking. Yep. Now he's it's a melting upsetting. Ronald McDonald. Wait, what? You don't think he looks like Ronald McDonald? He's right Oh, hair. I thought said he's assaulting Ronald no. McDonald. Like, please tell me that got <laughs> beat up for Ronald McDonald. What a wonderful world we live in. Now I got nothing to like... Well, what happened this week? The last two weeks, like, again, it's like we're on Frasier. You were there. We went to Oktoberfest. Yes, we went to Oktoberfest. We sat um, way too close to the Oompa band. And yep. our friend Squiss got COVID, but we didn't. So but I think, he seems, I don't know if he's saying that for our benefit, that he didn't get it there. Well, how does he know? We don't know. I think one uh, of the two, remember I'll the Oompa player, the, tube, the tuba guy, when he went the up to kept licking Chris? He went up to Chris and, and teabagged him. I think that's when Chris got COVID. <laughs> I think that's when Squiss got <laughs> But here's the thing. I think because Squiz seems so certain, uh, folks, we're talking. I don't know. By if the way, we went to Oktoberfest with our friends. One of them we call Squiz, and he's okay with it. Otherwise, yeah. and uh, George and our significant others were there. So that's just a setup. We went to a little Oktoberfest thing. There was Oompa that's band. Fun. We drank a lot of beer, ate beer. a lot of German food. Uh, Squiz got COVID. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems so sure it wasn't from that that I think Squiz was involved in some risky behavior after that. <laughs> None of us got COVID. I'm just saying. I think Squiz like went on a bender maybe for the rest of the weekend. Maybe. Was doing lines off people's bellies, like people <laughs> who had clearly had monkeypox or something. I think. Or, bear with me, our friend Squiz, he was the only member of his family to get this at first. So he sequestered mm. himself mm-hmm. in a hotel with his Nintendo. He's a good family man. You think Swiss, he faked it? I think like, he faked it, and then I think his daughter, who also has it, she seems caught to on that he was taking the Nintendo for some alone time, and she pretended to get it too. I think this is all conspiracy. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't think COVID's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, people are turning off this podcast in droves. Like this is all right. They've really slipped ever since John Kelly had that olive oil freakout. I picked something to watch today that is about teenagers because traditionally this character is a teenager to begin with, both in comics, movies. In this show, he wasn't a teenager, it didn't seem, but you want to say we're watching? Was a student. Student? Was he still a student? Yeah, that was kind of like the whole reason he got this particular job in this one. That's right. Yeah. But but we're going to watch... Spider-Man, an episode of the Spider-Man show from the 70s starring Nicholas Live Hammond. action. Live action. This episode's called Mystery of... Oh. No, it's not. <laughs> it's called... This episode was called The Kirkwood Haunting. The Kirkwood Haunting. I was going to say... No the, mystery. The, the Haunting of Kirkwood, I was going to say. That's all. The haunting of the Mystery of the Kirkwood <laughs> of the Haunting. So, starring Nicholas Hammond... Yep. Did you see what he's famous for before this? Do you, uh, do you, do you he know? was one of the Van Trapp children from yep. uh, uh, um, that movie with the Van Trapps. Frederick uh, Van Trapp. Yeah, they all, I don't they're all the same. They're a bunch of little blonde kids. When I read that, I, uh, I guess I knew that, but kind of blows my mind. There, I'm going to say, I'm just spoilers for people listening. Everything about this episode <laughs> blew my mind. Like, I. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll get was, there. Uh, can I start with the first thing that blew my mind? Well, I'm going to let me get a few things out of the way, okay? Okay. Chip Fields plays 
a character that's not in the comics, but she is not a, Glory Grant. No, they changed thought it her was, name. but yeah, they changed her name for some reason. But Chip Field, Chip, <laughs> Chip Fields was on a spinoff of Maude called Good Times. She played oh. Victoria Jackson's mother, abusive mother. And no, like, Janet Jackson's mother. I mean, Janet Jackson's mother. And, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> Victoria Jackson is that SNL lady who had a mega meltdown. That's right. <laughs> she would never be in Good Times. They're the wrong view for her types. I think she was on Good Times. But... Yeah, you're right. So uh, what's her name? I wrote it down, too. No, I didn't. Loretta Gordon on, on Good Times. I wrote that down. No, the actor's name Chip what? Chip Fields. And Chip on the Field. show, she plays Rita Conway. Yeah. That's got to be a famous Spider-Man scribe of this time, Jerry Conway nod, right? I, I couldn't find any connection. Hmm. And before, um, and I know we're going to talk about the show, but how about the music? Did you watch the, did you listen to the theme music with that sad sax? Yep. I fucking loved it. <laughs> I was going in very prepared to complain bitterly about the fact that I wasn't going to have the Spider-Man. Spider-Man, right, right, right. which is like one of the best theme songs of all time, but anything. Yes. But I really dug the 70s-tastic score. Really? Even as a kid, I thought this it was odd. And I'm a little older oh. than you, so I will say the audience, when this came on, I was super hyper excited. I, I threw a pickle on, on another ceiling, <laughs> the living room ceiling. <laughs> you were hurling, hurling pickled cucumbers. Yeah, Tim, but, but I should say, you've as a seen kid, As a kid, even, I was like, hmm, what's wrong with this? <laughs> There's a few things wrong with this. <laughs> but anyway. I have never seen any of this. And I, I kept forgetting it was a thing. Like, every once in a while, I'd be like, oh, yeah, there was a 70s Spider-Man show about mm-hmm. the same time as the Hulk, but it, like, was canceled right away. First thing that shocked me, did you notice these, like, so this, we watch this on YouTube, everybody. Yes. I think all of the episodes are up there. They are, I think. I picked, right at the top. I picked the worst season one. Season two, episode four. <laughs> this thing had two seasons. Yeah, but not not a lot of episodes. They broke them up. Not a lot. No, no. but I was still, st- I was stunned. I was like, what? What? Um, um, it's It's produced by Daniel R. Goodman, and I looked him up, and this is his only credit. In existence on IBDM. Well, that's, that's, that's telling. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll, as we explain this plot, we can we we can say up front this is a Scooby Doo plot. It could have been. It's Scooby Doo exactly cartoon. Scooby Doo. <laughs> Tim, I took three pages of notes on this thing. Oh my god! Like this was. I, all right. Should I just you should I give my spoiler you, you, right you, off the bat? You can you can start wherever you want to start. I'll try okay, to start at the I, beginning to keep this in order so people understand yeah, yeah. the Scooby-Doo well, plot. Well, let's start with just the opening. So it opens up with what is clearly like a bit Spidey's big day in the one day they got to film in New York City. It's uh, like this it's just like this montage of a guy in Spider-Man outfit and he it's New York City, I guess in the 70s. Like you actually see you see like the World Trade Center, yeah. you see the Chrysler building, you might see the Empire State Building. I think you do as a matter of fact. He swings on a, a web, and a web being a white rope. Right. It's the only time he does that in the entire episode. He, whenever this costume is great, his you eyes like are it. very small and very far apart. So he kind of looks like this kind of weird child. Um, his fingers are very big. No, I mean Spider-Man's costume is something to it's something to see. Like his eyes are small and far apart, and he's got very bulbous fingers. He yeah. has kind of like like his his web shooters are on the outside. He's got a big belt. He looks think, really weirdly seventies. Is this before they invented uh, um, By, um, spandex? Me, yeah. Is this before spandex? Is that why his gloves are you know, so bulbous and they didn't have? I bet the you're right. Yeah, because like it's funny. His costume is is surprisingly bulky in spots. And yeah, and yeah. I mean, instead of shooting webs, he he literally <laughs> shoots white rope. And, it's, uh-huh. it's the kind, and there's a sound effect like wow as it happens. It's. <laughs> I have a feeling uh, the the cameras wouldn't pick up smaller rope or something. You know, I don't know. Oh, it maybe. did look like rope. I mean, no, it's it's straight up rope. Like, yep. there's scenes later where he webs up people, and like you can <laughs> see they're just throwing like nylon rope on people. I'm like, yes. come on. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's great. I all right, Tim. I yeah. kind of loved this show. Really? This well, you'll like the one other ones are better than this one. <laughs> well, or worse. I, 
I finished watching this episode Uh-oh. and started watching the next one and the- realized I had to stop because I was going to get moments confused, you know? But oh, I right. feel like there's an alternate universe where this show went on for like six or seven seasons and was a big hit. <laughs> like, I kind of don't like, OK, the Spider-Man bits are cheap and hokey, but I was really all in for the Scooby-Doo plot. <laughs> OK, so, yeah, so. I know. I feel like last time I was the guest host, we had um, we watched the Generation X movie mm-hmm. and, and Mike being an apologist for that. Okay. And I was just like, Mikey P, you can't really like this. But now I've watched <laughs> Spider-Man, arguably a worse product oh, and no. was like, I kind of dig this. <laughs> OK. All right. So who's going to do the plot? Hold, hold my tongue. <laughs> well, the plot is that Spidey, Peter is usually a, a teenager. I guess he is a student in the show and he yeah. shows up at Jay Jonah's office because he's excited to do something, which I forget now. I didn't mm, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> he's excited. But Jay Jonah Jameson has a pal named Harvey Kirkwood. Do I have that right? Yes. Yes. And Peter's like, yeah, that guy makes weapons, right? Kills people, right? <laughs> and Jay Jonah's like, that's not the point. He died. And he's my pal. And his wife is being haunted by his ghost, telling her she's got to give her money away. Basically, that's the uh, yeah. plot. And right? J. Jonah Jameson clearly says his wife's name is Lisa and everyone else says it's Lisa. Okay. So I'm just like, come on, guys. You have one job. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about J. Jonah Jameson and the and the and the the bugle though? The end of what? At the end? Oh, in the bugle. Well, no, just the bugle. Like the fact that I kind of didn't think it would have that. Oh, that's easy. That's just an office. It, it is. Went, it didn't look interesting. No, no. I was very excited to see what I thought was um Spider-Man supporting character, Glory Grant. Yeah. Who looks just like Glory Grant from the comics, who is J. Jonah's secretary, just like in the comics, but she was a different character, but she's Glory Rita. 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 Rita Conway. Yes. And in the beginning, there's another character who is just like is Lois Lane. We'll talk about her later. Yeah. But like that seems to be the entire <laughs> staff. But J. Jonah, kind of a nice guy. Yeah, I read that they toned him down in the second season. And, oh really? Is that what yes. happened? Was he? Oh, Stanley okay. was not happy. Really? Yeah. I had a whole theory about that because <laughs> Stanley got a script consultant on this. Even I noticed, now. which I'm like, did he really consult or did he just, you know, Stanley collecting paychecks? I think he collected paychecks. They're like, yeah, because there was one line <laughs> where like, um, <laughs> Jay like, Jonah is talking about Harvey Kirkwood and goes, you know, he is a hot tempered guy. You know what I like that, Parker? Mm-hmm. And Peter makes this weird face and kind of silently looks at Jay Jonah and he looks back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I laughed out loud. Me too, because that's the only honest bit of acting in the whole program. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool, though. I was like, yes. that's when I like rub my palms together. I'm like, I'm going to dig this shit. <laughs> I think Stan collected checks. And they're like, how's his spider sense work? And Stan's like, well, he's, his eyes light up and he senses danger. He's like, thanks. Okay, so can he use that to see people who are like 50 feet away getting into trouble? That's sure, I mean. why not, true believer? <laughs> it wasn't him in danger. But we'll no, get we're, to all we're, that. We're jumping ahead. We'll talk about his quote-unquote spider sense later. So I guess he goes upstate to the Kirkwood estate. Yep, which I want to point out, in this yeah. show, Peter Parker has a car. Oh, that's right. Because the line is even, and I got pretty excited. They're like, uh, "You, Jameson says, I wrote it down, you have a special assignment up in Westchester, Westchester, and it concerns my friends. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, Westchester, Marvel Universe, is this You're- going to be a Generation X crossover? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, did, I, I didn't think that, but no. I thought maybe the X-Men. Definitely not the X-Men. I thought Weapons Maker, it's going to be Tony Stark. I thought that, too. Yeah. So many opera. This what a t- entire show this, is lousy Frasier. with chances it's to put Frasier. in. It's it's. <laughs> we're I thought Frasier. you meant our show, like I'm Niles. No, no. <laughs> Spider Man had so many chances to put in nods to the bigger Marvel universe and doesn't. <laughs> nope. Nope. And he goes to the uh, man. I thought I wrote his name down. There's it's a Harvey man. Kirkwood. No, the man who guards the gate. Uh, I oh. didn't write his. Because he's the, name. he's the worst guard, right? <laughs> and Peter shows up. Yeah. And Peter's he's, just like, I got to get in and help her. She's been haunted by a ghost. Isn't that pretty much what he's saying? Yeah. I really and need to he's see like, her. the lady doesn't like newspaper men. That's what he says. 
<laughs> That's a term used throughout this newspaper men. Yes, but he gets actually <laughs> Tim question. What? Is Peter just a photographer or is he, as he seems to be a reporter? I wrote that down. He's a reporter. Cause okay. yeah, All right. they don't so send he is. Right. I, I wondered about that. All right. Cause Clark and Lois are always sent together. Like, is it, wait, they're both reporters though, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Traditionally in the comics guys, uh, Peter's a photographer, a nerdy kid who likes photography. He's a teenager. Yeah. He sells photos of himself in action to J. Jonah Jameson. It's or kind naked, of or naked or naked. So yeah, <laughs> he has a OnlyFans account. He does. Oh, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> that comes in later. Yes. So how, how I bet you I can guess what else you were thinking when we well, met this villain who seems to be conjuring illusions. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why on earth isn't this guy Quentin <laughs> Beck, AKA Mysterio? Yeah. I don't understand. I wrote down in my notes, who is this blonde beardo? <laughs> beardo. This dude. All right. You know how in Scooby-Doo, you can normally kind of figure out which guy is going to be unmasked at the end because they introduce right. like <laughs> one new character in an episode. And you know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be Shaggy at the end. No. Like this guy is so overtly nefarious. And he's there's a scene going on for quite a while before they introduce anyone. They're doing a seance. Right. And there's the the widow of Harvey Kirkwood, the Lisa slash Lisa Kirkwood, Lisa. who I have to say, kind of pretty. I liked her. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was like, I'm into that actor. And then there was this Beardo guy who looks like an, a supervillain and some <laughs> random dude who was doing the voice. Right, right. Well, you're getting ahead of yourself with what I want to talk about. Okay. That... They go there, so they see the seance, they hear a voice, there's a crummy light effect, seemingly in a different room. I never saw them together with that light effect. Yeah. Like, it's a ghost. I'm like, well, it's the light effect. It was always, it's like this weird green shape between this chair that was made of, like, cow horns. It was was very weird. It was an effect that he bought from Doctor Who for $5, (laughs) basically. Yeah, it was on that level. This did look better than the Doctor Who episode of the time, though. (laughs) But... But this is where Peter goes to visit Dr. Davis, who is at a, uh, I think I wrote this down, the Psychic Research Institute. Wait, wait, wait. No, you're skipping oh. an important part. Okay. Oh, maybe I missed The plot, the ghost, mm-hmm. which is a dude's voice and a light, says, I made so many guns. Right. I, And that's, you got to do something. You have to give all my money to this Psychic Institute, Psychic Research Institute, which, of course, the Beardo ah. guy heads up to make it better now for those of you who are stepped in ghost and folklore and stuff they're definitely doing a mashup here of the winchester house right you've heard of that right tim yeah i know that where the winchester family the people made the guns after the dude died his widow went crazy thinking that the ghosts that everyone ever been killed by winchester which is like billions of people were haunting her and the only way to stop them from haunting her was to keep building extensions onto her house Yep. It's something you can see out in California. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty, it sucks. It sucks. Oh, you've been there? I, I've been there. And man, you think it's going to be like a cool remote, like, like. Well, they can't let people run house? through it. That's a big lawsuit, right? So that's what you thought you, you were going to get to I mean, to they do? give you tours, but it's like, Tim, it's literally in the middle of like a shopping center now. They've Ooh. built, like the grounds have been carved away and it's just a big parking lot. And there's like, like, uh, like Hollywood wow. subs right there and stuff. It's, it sucks. Oh. Wow. But the other no, thing that no, this is no, mixed wait, up no with... Burger, no Burger King? Probably a Burger King. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> I don't remember. Let's say there's a Burger King. There's but a McDonald's. Wait, did you go on a tour of the house, though? Was that part at least cool? Yes. Yes, I did. No, they... it was not that cool. Oh, wow. It was... They made you sit there and watch a movie that was an advertisement for a movie that was being filmed about the movie. It was... <laughs> we left mad. And they give you a discount ticket for a Winchester gun? Oh, no, but know what they do? Discount coupon, I mean. Tim, there is an arcade out in front. This whole thing, which is supposed to be this this, this affront to, like, gun violence, right? Like, this woman Mm -hmm. was haunted by it, made this house. They had, like, a pellet shooting game out in front. Uh, Of course. Where you put money in, you shoot stuff. I'm like, I don't think you're getting the message across here. (laughs) Wow. But the other thing that this house was set up with, Kirkwood's house, is Hearst Castle. Have you ever been there? Where the Hearst's? Live? Yeah, so that's also Randolph I've driven, Hearst. Driven by. Yeah. And because. What's her he, name? Lives there. The, the, the woman uh, who was held hostage. Uh, who we talking yeah, Patty about? Hearst lived Patty there. Patty Hearst lives there now. I don't, th- I don't think she's alive. 
No, I think she lives there. Well, if she is, I mean, I've toured that too. Oh. So hmm. maybe she has, uh, that's big. Maybe, but the part that comes from her castle. Maybe it was her ghost I saw. <laughs> Wait, did it tell you to give all your money? Yes, to her. <laughs> and the, uh, oh, damn, I can't remember the name of the, the group she joined. Um, the Symbionese oh. Liberation oh. Army. Yeah, they want, she wanted me to give my money to them. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. John would be I proud think... that you knew that reference. I know that. He would know I don't... that. All those ones, all those like uh, you know that, but you the, don't know the Manson, the Manson stuff. Lost it. Well, I know because I went to the house. You went to but, that house too, Manson yeah. house. What? No, there's no Manson oh. house. Those people are hobos. Yeah, but they lived. I went at the to ranch. the Hearst Castle. Hearst Castle. He had a zoo where he let the animals wander around, which plays into the plot later. Yes. Also, it looked like Hearst Castle. So, all right, back to the story. He meets up with the. You were saying the parapsychologist. Yes, and also what you're saying is when when Peter did visit this place, it's got a big fence and it's got the man's private zoo, and he's like, "Don't go off the path. There's tigers and bears." You see a puma running about. The guy at the gate's like, "Stay on the path." Oh, remember (laughs) Peter pulls up, and the dog kind of just keeps him in his car, and it goes on for like a minute. (laughs) I'm like, "What do they think this is an action scene?" Yeah, Peter so. Parker hiding in his car as a Joe from I mean as a German <laughs> Shepherd barks at him. I think they do. Yeah, but this is the part where I'm like, poor Peter. How stupid! Peter's supposed to be a scientist, and he goes to the institute, and he's like, "So, do you think ghosts could be real? I mean, are we supposed to believe that Peter's wondering whether it's real at the beginning? Because he's like, do you think spirits could be real, Doctor? It's Doctor well, Davis. Doctor Davis. Like, what? The... Peter doesn't know from the start. This is all a big sham. Let's. <laughs> He, he kind really? of goes back and forth. Yeah. Because when he's there, first off, Peter is very alpha in this. Like, yeah. Lisa Kirkwood is clinging to him. She's an older, <laughs> like, she's like, I don't know, 40s or 50s, very attractive <clears throat> older woman. Not not that that's old, but you know, older than Peter. And he's like, follow me, I'll protect you. I'm like, this is, and like that weird yeah. bad guy's walking around with them. And there, he's very much like, this is clearly fake. But then... He meets the parapsychologist after Dr. Davis, mm-hmm. also a very attractive older woman than him, who I think <laughs> hey, there's Peter, sparks going on. Peter had just seen The Graduate, I think. That's what's <laughs> <Yeah>. going on. <laughs> He's Dustin Hoffman all over the place. He's like, goo goo choo Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> and there he's, yeah, you're right. He switches and he's like, could be real, right? And I'm like... <laughs> That lady, Dr. Davis, the parapsychologist, mm-hmm. she's not nearly crazy enough to be believing in ghosts. Like, she was but, a scientist. She was put together. Right. Like, but, if she was really a parapsychologist, first off, she should be a dude. She should have, what? like, an unkempt beard. <laughs> okay. Like, nasal hair coming out. Like, definitely a pizza stain on her shirt. Like, she was... No. I know who believes in ghosts. I think Peter wanted to believe in ghosts because he wanted to contact Uncle Ben. Is right. there an Uncle Ben in this world? I, I, there has to be. I don't remember. I didn't. There watch was that the, cool. They show his origin super quick in the beginning. Like he's looking all ahead, all intense. There's an origin episode. Bit. There's an origin okay. episode. I, I will watch it and report back. Okay. All right. I want to point out something very important. This is. I'm on my second page of notes. Mm-hmm. Everything we have described until now was the first part of the movie show episode. There has been, with the exception of the opening credits absolutely no indication whatsoever that peter parker is spider-man true he never makes a mention of it there's no hint of his powers at 14 minutes and 22 seconds his (laughs) eyes flash i'm like oh my god because i at this point had kind of forgot i was watching a spider-man film and And why did they flash (laughs) was this because the haunting happening i forget i think hmm because they see the handwriting because he does go upstairs in the house because the sound is up there and it hurts his ears. Yeah, and it's like a ultrasonic thing that should have killed him. Right. And the doctor was going to kill the guy. That was going to. He says it later. He's. Yeah. They're like, I don't know how he survived. He changes into Spider Man. And climbs up the house. Makes quite see it, a show of climbing up the house. <laughs> it takes, and there's a great scene where like he's clearly on like a floor and slides a little bit. Yes. Um, gets into the attic sees the ghost gets attacked psychically and is reeling about holding his head, not psychically, sonically, sonically hits the window, which is at about shoulder height and somehow falls out. out. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, you tried that. <laughs> and then what's really funny is the bad guy, Dr. Polarski. That's I'm the call, blonde. I'm, call, I'm calling him Mysterio, but yeah. Mysterio, Mysterio <laughs> comes over with the widow and they find Peter, who has completely changed back into Peter Parker. He's yes. like, oh, I fell out the window. They're like, oh, <laughs> are you okay? He's like, yes. <laughs> They're like, I want to interrupt also here. Nicholas Hammond has amazing hair. Yeah, it's seventies hair. It's so seventies. Yeah. It's amazing. It's and I think that dude has a good face to be playing Peter Parker. He does. He was he was like, good. Yeah, I think this is the best show you've ever done on this show. <laughs> You're just saying that to make John upset. No, I I because re- I made Tim, him sit through think... summer camp, a <laughs> n- unknowingly soft porn movie <laughs> where you could see the the boom mic every other scene. I would be surprised you could see Blue Bear. I really, I did really like this, and I really am honestly going to watch at least a few more episodes. Oh my god! All right. Yeah, it was interesting, but that wasn't a good plan. Mysterio was going to kill this reporter, which would only draw Mysterio's, a lot of attention. His plans are stupid as fuck. Oh, we'll and talk also, about that more. The people who edited this, they didn't create a mystery for us. The very first time we see yeah. the ghost, they show the people in the truck doing the voices. I'm like, oh, you're giving it away. <laughs> So right I actually, I didn't get that until we were, we were actually, oh. we were talking right now. Cause when I was setting the scene, I was saying how you see the blonde guy. I mean, the beardo guy, mm-hmm. you see the widow Mysterio, Peter walks in Mysterio. And there's a third guy who's doing the voice. I thought he was the, I thought he was like the medium there. And I realized after he's in the truck. Yeah. But they show so that they, to you. And I'm like, oh, you're giving it away. Right off the bat. Because they reveal it later. I'm like, wait, I wrote down in my notes, van? Like, this dude's in a yes. van? What's going on? Like, no <laughs> sense of creating a mystery. It was outrageous. <laughs> it was. <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, so the guy so at the gate. At some point, Peter goes back. Because he, he encounters the man at the gate again, who's useless. But so now he away. likes him. So he lets Peter in no problem. Stay away from the animals. They got... Uh, they got tick. You're going to get going to get Lyme disease. Oh, yeah. Which I'm like, that's definitely a Chekhov's gun sort of thing. He's like mentioning the animals again. But it's not Peter who's in trouble. It is the character we need to talk about. Character. Julie oh. Masters. She shows up with no explanation either. Except no. for Peter rolling his eyes. She is. I, I think I wrote down the actor's name. So I think she's Did supposed not... to be his, his competition. Yeah, she's definitely Lois Lane. Mm hmm. Like in every, like she kind of looks like Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a reporter like Lois Lane. She keeps she's, getting she's... saved by Spider-Man, especially in instances where it doesn't make any sense that anyone with any working brain cell would be like, you're clearly you know, Peter Parker. She wears Lois Lane's shoes. Hmm. Same shoes. Never Is mind. it really? Okay. <laughs> Move forward. <laughs> so because Miss the Widow, let's just call her the Widow. The Widow. Is stated to tell the terrible guardman that Tim likes that <laughs> she doesn't like newspaper men. She does not terrible. let in Julie, the Lois Lane character. That's right. What's so what, what's Julie with this rides guy? her weird bike this guy's around picked, the corner. I think this guy's picked on by the neighborhood kids all day. The guard <laughs> guy. They order him pizzas. <laughs> they they park their bikes in the in the bush and leave the horn on, and he runs out like somebody's dying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but she climbs the wall mm-hmm. into this place, this After mansion, distract- these grounds. Oh, okay. Wait, doesn't she distract him with the horn? Or what, what am I thinking? That's the second time she goes okay. in. Okay, she climbs over. She does this twice. First time she climbs over, doesn't see the sign warning wild animals inside. She doesn't realize she's going to get Lyme disease. <laughs> and Peter's spider sense, <laughs> he's talking to, to Mysterio and the widow and his eyes flash. And it's funny because it seems to make him disoriented. People react. They're like, you okay, Peter? She yeah. is not Peter. She no. has got to be at least 300 yards away, if not yeah. more. I mean, Peter's driving for a while there. The way yeah. his spider sense works here, it tells him when, like, his possible love interest is in danger. That's right. the only time it works here. It never seems to work for him. Yeah, yeah. It was very inconsistent. Because, well, why did it go off? Because she was being chased by a bear. I, not even yet. She was just oh. climbing over the fence and he sees it. I thought the bear. The bear saw her. The bear the, sees her and that was great. The bear was pooping, so it took him a while. But he saw <laughs> it, her. It, she was wearing a t-shirt that said Charmin. It's like, I know yes. what to do with that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just well, think of that joke? Just now? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, All right. So the bear starts chasing her with her. She's got a Charmin shirt. I kind of liked this scene too. Oh, no. It goes on for very long. There's a lot of shots of this. Like they definitely, this show is not cheap. I will say that. Yeah, I read it wasn't. It was cheap in some ways because it was a 70s show, but like, like they did not skimp on the wild animals. Like this bear is coming after her. And there was like full on shots where the actor is multiple times in frame. And did you look her up, Tim? No. She started before she became Spider-Man's love interest and did other stuff. She started as a stunt woman. Oh, okay. And in fact, if you remember, I think it's the first Superman movie. A woman is falling out of a building and he blows Uh. her up in the air again with her, his wind. And then she bounces onto uh, like a scaffolding and then falls into some pumpkins or something. What? That is not yeah. in Superman, George. It might be in Superman 3. But it's in one of the Superman <laughs> no. films. It's definitely Christopher Reeve. It's there. It's there. <laughs> She's that person. She has bet, met both Superman wow. and Spider-Man. That and maybe be, even Aquaman. That had to be Superman 3 where, where uh, who was the comedian? Bill Cosby. Uh, Pryor. Bill Cosby was in that movie. Oh God, no, it's it had to be Superman three when Bill Cosby skied down the building and then like <laughs> that's not Bill Cosby. Fell down, fool. fell down the street, and landed on a bus. <laughs> I say it's Bill Cosby. If John no, it's was not here, Bill Cosby. If John was here, he'd agree. Yeah, but you remember he skied down the side of the building and then I do remember that. Okay, I think I love those two super. I love the first two super movies as a kid. I think even the third one, even as a little kid, I'm like. I think this movie's really stupid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I don't know where we are in the plot at this point. Yeah, we got to get through here. When you're on, uh, it's a two-hour episode, George. I talk a lot. <laughs> so Mar- there was no man in bear suit. I was going to say, I'm surprised. Yeah, she, she was actually a real bear. The whole thing where he attacks her is behind a tree, so I don't know what was happening. Like, they get behind a tree, and then she's, like, screaming, and the bear's there. <laughs> there must have been trainers. But it's really there. Yeah. And then Spider-Man comes, and it's the best fight. He just kind of pushes the bear a little bit, <laughs> shoves it a few times, and then webs it. And, and again, by webs it, it throws a white nylon rope on it. I'll and say, it's like, it's knit as a web, and it, it looks yeah. like a Halloween decoration. It does. <laughs> Halloween decoration here in Brooklyn on a, a, a brownstone. But I was going to say, in this movie, Peter, Peter obviously hates animals, because... He pushes the bear, and later there's a tiger that attacks him. And a lion. He ties a stick to his webbing and beats it. Be- <laughs> beats it into submission until it runs away. <laughs> he, 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 this lion comes out. He webs a stick. I'm like, why is he doing that? It's such a funny act, like bit. And makes a whip out of it, and just chases it, running around. Spider Man spends so much time running through the woods in this episode. I know. He it's, does not swing at all. Man, I, thought, I don't know if he is... normally does because that might be expensive. <laughs> uh, yes, but he climbs up a he climbs up walls he doesn't need to in this. Like, there's like a six foot wall that he climbs up. I'm like, Spider Man, you could jump. <laughs> he jumped on the fence. Yeah. So all right. I mean, so what happens? So, so they oh, take a photo, George. Yeah. It, this this is the part of the show where I do my. This is like that, and that is like this. Will, will you indulge me? Sure. So what I, if you've listened to the show, I know you don't listen to it, but... No, never. John, John, I do this thing with John, like, in this movie, we have Spider-Man played by Mr. Hammond, uh-huh. who, who was in Sound of Music. Yes. So I wrote, a, this, I have four, four ways that Spider-Man is like the Sound of Music. Okay, so I'm, you can I'm, feel, I'm in. You can feel free to add to this if you think I'm wrong. So number one, the number one way... Uh, The Sound of Music is like Spider-Man. Peter Parker is traditionally known for having bad luck with his love life. Likewise, the nuns in The Sound of Music were also not allowed to ride bicycles. That makes perfect sense. Are you just saying that? No, it does. I understand that completely. Okay. For people at home, if you don't know, when they first introduced bicycles, they didn't want women riding them, or doctors didn't want, because they may have had too too much pleasure from that. And women can only have pleasure when men say it's okay. Okay, the second way Spider-Man is like The Sound of Music. 16 Going on 17 is a popular song from The Sound of Music. And when Peter turned 17, Aunt May threatened to sing that song at his birthday party in front of all three of his friends. 
But luckily for Peter, Aunt May had to be rushed to the hospital for some sort of heart trouble. Wow, who were his three friends? <laughs> three friends, uh, I guess Ned and Ned? Uh, one of his girlfriends, I'll say uh, Gwen and maybe uh, who, who's and the Hobgoblin, Flash. Harry, Harry Osborne. No, Harry, no. Oh, of course, Harry Osborne. Flash was in Vietnam killing yeah. children. Yeah. Um, number three. Ears. Sorry, what? Collecting their ears. Number three, wait. Let's call it the, out. The third way. <laughs> the third way, Spider Man is like Sound of Music. Christopher Plummer, who played Captain Van Trapp, is now a ghost just like Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, and the last way. The last way. This Spider Man is like the Sound of Music. So Long, Farewell is a song from The Sound of Music. And Aunt May was going to sing this in front of all of Peter's two friends when he finally moved out of her house and into his own apartment. But luckily for Peter, Aunt May suffered a stroke and had to be rushed to the hospital. <laughs> I remember that issue. <laughs> after two friends. Is this, is this after Harry dies? <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, what's her name? Whitley? Brett Whitley? Remember her? Oh, no. That was, a, that was a girlfriend. No, Deborah Whitman. Deborah Whitman. Why do I know this? So much of my brain is spent on Spider-Man silliness. Oh, so he beats the time. Oh, oh. The worst part of this. Oh. They, do they argue for like an hour about why the dog won't go in the room? Remember the dog's oh afraid God. of the room? And then they put the dog in a cage like, let's shove no, him in the room. They don't the put cage. a dog in the cage. They put oh. a fucking puma. Yeah, a puma in the cage. So, yeah, somehow... I don't understand how. The way to prove if this is a real ghost mm-hmm. is if a dog will enter the room where the ghost materializes. The dog won't. And but they Mysterio seem to talk about it like, for a, lo- a long time. Peter's they like, do. And, and Mysterio's Peter's, like, again, Peter, it, it might wait, not just be. Peter hates animals because he's like, let me try to get the dog in the room. He's like, come on, <laughs> come on. Damn dog, get in here. <laughs> Doesn't know how to treat dogs at all. No, and like, again, <laughs> him being alpha, let, hey, you know what? This is Lisa's dog, the widow. Let her right. do it. He's like, let me do it. I'll drag him in using my spider strength. <laughs> That's what he does. But, and the dog runs away. It poops on the floor all the way out. Oh, it's just, it's like a Hershey square. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. Anyway. I mean, they really draw attention to it. There's like a long lingering close up. And then like that somehow proves it's a ghost. But Dr. Mysterio is like, that could just be one. We need to choose this twice. <laughs> And Peter's like, well, how will we do that? We only have one dog. He's like, there's lots of wild animals here. Because they got a, pu- a puma in the cage. Which they brought inside the house. So they're going to let a wild puma to enter into the right. study. They're all there. <laughs> Spider-Man, uh, Mysterio, the widow, the random henchman that he's just not even hiding anymore. Right. They open up the cage and the puma, thank God, won't leave. Because what would happen if it did? Right. And you have <laughs> I know. a 200-pound wild cat running around your house. It's just like, this is worse than a haunting. But that went on a long time. I think she went back to talk to Dr. Uh, Davis once more. Oh, that's right. She took pictures. Yeah, that's well, when Davis is like, hmm, these pictures are very bright. I think it is fake. You're right. Yes. the <laughs> Dr. Davis, by the way, is the parapsychologist. Yeah. The, um, the, like, the very together, not at all a crazy person like they should be. So Spider-Man now seems to be convinced it is a fake haunting. But because he found the the widow is 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 convinced it is real. So she signs over her estate to Mysterio. Well, Peter's not there, right? Peter goes No, not while he's not there. He's racing back in his car cuz Peter has a car. That's right. Just a car. He gets back to the day. gate and this guy knows him by now. He's like, "Yeah, let me let you in." Hey, what's hey, Peter? Oh, he's Pete. Oh, he's pizzas here. The kids keep ordering. I have to pay for them. <laughs> They keep giving these flaming bags too, but you don't want to eat what's in there. And Julie Masters, the Lois Lane character, she shows up again and he won't let her in. So this time as they're climbing over the wall, she parks her bike because she rides around on like a moped. She parks her bike in the bushes, jams the the horn down and hides. And this Mr. guy is acting like this is like the like a child screaming. He runs out like, oh, it's We're going on. about the gate guy. He runs over and sticks it. Gate yeah, the man. gate guy. I should have said that. And she runs. And then she gets inside too. Again. <laughs> Last time she almost got eaten by a bear. 
this time and Peter's <laughs> eyes light up again. He's like, my Julie Masters vision yeah, is, is going. God, I don't know what happens. That's, well, that's when he he beats lion he beats the lion. Loose. That's when he beats the lion. Yeah, the lion gets let loose to kill the widow. That's right. Because the weird thing he about Mysterio's plan, he's, he's like the Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, and he drugged her. Yes. But he didn't need to do anything. No, that. because he, he wants her to die had... right away, so he gets the money, and that's not suspicious at all. The night she signs, it's so it. suspicious. He already had the money. Like he just had to wait. Yes. So he sent he sent her like, out to get eaten by a lion. That's that's what happened. By a lion, and then Spider Man webs a branch and whips <laughs> the lion, and uh, he had sent Julie because he had rescued Julie again. Because he's like, "Yo, there's fucking lions here." Who, by the way, never puts two and two together. That Spider Man's like hanging out in Westchester, yes. same as Peter Parker, yep. and he tells her to go call the cops. He goes inside the house after rescuing the widow, and Julie is of course tied up because <laughs> she's useless. <laughs> Which is but another thing. Why did Mysterio do that? Because yeah, she was going to call. Somebody on the telephone, if you remember. He need- <laughs> yeah. Mysterio could have gotten away with this off. He just had been patient. <laughs> he just likes tying women up, George. It's an important, oh, important plot true. point you missed at the beginning. He's like, I like to tie the ladies. And Spider-Man what? shows up and finds her tied up. And here's the big and action he scene. Pulls- oh, my God. <laughs> he pulls off the flimsiest, floppiest spear I've ever seen off the right. wall. Gives it such a weak, <laughs> like limp throw, <laughs> and Spider catches, catches it like, <laughs> and then bends it around him, and that's the that's end. The end. <laughs> He's captured the. Oh, Tim, we forgot the kung fu scene. Was there oh. before the lion? Spider Man has kung fu fights with his henchmen. Oh, that's true. That's true. That was actually pretty funny because like these two goons who just look like seventies fucks. <laughs> Suddenly we're doing like roundhouse kicks and shit. I'm like, oh my God, we're in a Kung Fu movie. But Spider-Man beats them up. Yep. And uh, yeah. So he reveals himself, blows his whole plan. If he'd just been a little patient, he would have gotten all that money. And then we cut to a scene of the widow and Spider-Man. And I assume Julie Masters is there. I forget now. And the widow's like, I've been such a fool. And Peter's like, (laughs) yup. And it fucking ends. No, he walks in the other room and like, let me demonstrate. They're called speakers. I go, I go in the oh, other room. Yeah, he does the, he does the Fred, talk. yeah. And she's like... There's speakers up here. You couldn't tell that because you're a moron. Speakers? What witchcraft is this? <laughs> and then she tries to burn him at a stake. Do they, they don't even explain the ghost light, do they? They never did. Uh, he said he projected it from a van, but that doesn't really... I mean, there was definitely something that was... I mean, this is... Uh, he's a comic book character. So there was something a little high-techy about that because it was supposed to kill Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was in danger at any point. We never checked back in with J. Jonah Jameson, which I was stunned. Right. This whole thing happened because J. Jonah Jameson. I thought they'd end with a crummy joke. He was a friend of mine. Keep an eye on his wife. (laughs) And that's. (laughs) I'm like, it just ends with them like, like it's it's like 70s freeze frame. They're like, hey, we're here in Westchester, and his wife is fuck everything. (laughs) And the Bib Cook said QA and bring up with theme song. Do you like quizzes, John? I do like quizzes. I'll call it Seti QA and bring twist. The Bib Cook, I love quizzes. The Bib Cook, I'll call it theme song. Quiz time. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. One of them. So we do this quiz at the end to tie into high school. And the first question that Jet's going over Who in this movie? was voted most likely to become the CEO of an elevator company. Mysteria. Well, did you, I say you can participate as much as you want. I don't know if you wrote anything, but I wrote, I had some questions. I forgot. them. <laughs> well, let me tell you. I'll tell okay, you. I, I remember when I'll questions. tell you my answer and then you, you, you can ask me questions. Is that what's going on? All right. You yeah, read my mind. Okay. Mysteria. Mysteria. No, it's the man who's in charge of the gate to the Kirkwood estate. Let's call him. Let's call him Fred. I don't know. He was all in as far as elevators went because he loved elevators. He loved the buttons. He loved the nice wood paneling. He loved fancy elevators like that. It was all he talked about. But when he interned as an elevator operator, he would let anyone on the elevator, just like he'd let anyone into the Kirkwood Estates. Any excuse to get into the elevator, he'd let you on. He'd let pet uh, and you know the pet ponies that you let on. uh, They they wait they were way too heavy to be on the elevator, busted the elevator, the accident killed six people. They they gave oh, no. him they gave him 
one more chance to be an elevator intern after that happened even. Wow, yeah. still. And after six gave, and an intern as a button polisher. But he came, became obsessed with the fact mm-hmm. that there was never a button 13. He was told there was no 13th floor because people are superstitious. He wouldn't let it go. Uh, and he would make a button 13 and install it while people weren't looking. And thus, he was kicked out of elevator school and ended up being uh, this gatekeeper guy who lets anyone in. And the kids are always buying him pizzas, stripograms, whatever. It's ironic because now... (laughs) (laughs) Now there's no elevators at all. He's a gatekeeper. So you you had questions uh, about this? Yeah, yeah. um, Which of the... uh, So if we take the four main characters of this, who I will identify as Peter Mm -hmm. Parker, Lois Lane slash Julie Masters, the widow, the Mysterio stand-in, and as a bonus character, J. Jonah Jameson, okay. map them onto the cast of Frasier. Who plays oh, who? What? That is not the question, George. Yep, you heard me. You're That's going off question. script. It's a command. You're going off script. <laughs> All right, which one of the farts <laughs> in the elevator? Did you not read the question? <laughs> <laughs> t- Wait, did you really send me questions? I sent this to you. I said, if you want to participate, I sent through the questions, George. When? Like a few, a few days ago. <laughs> days ago? Hold on. Okay, let's play your game, though, because it it's intrigues me. Yeah, okay. Frasier. All right, so who's Frasier who? Frasier would who's be Frasier? J. Jonah Jameson. And right. Niles would be Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, uh, Ra, who's the woman in charge of the radio station? That would be... That's Ra. Huh? That would be uh, that would be Miss Kip Shields. Kip Chip Fields, whatever her name. Oh, Conway, Rita, Rita, Rita Conway, oh. aka Gloria Grant. And that's all. And oh, the father. Oh, geez, who would be the father? He'd be Mysterio. Mysterio J. Jameson. No, Mysterio would be their father. No, he's the dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> the dog. The dog all is right. the dog. No, Tim. Now, Tim. We know that the Spider-Man TV show had a sadly abbreviated run of only two seasons and thirteen episodes. Mm-hmm. But assuming that the alternate dimension I dearly wish I lived in, where this was a raging hit show and I got to grow up watching mm-hmm. this, which of these characters would get a spinoff show? Are you own? jumping ahead? No, I, I just, I'm okay. a madman. I All don't right. Care. Yeah, you answer the middle question. <laughs> do, you have, do you have an answer you want to give? Or you want to hear mine uh, first? Maybe. How's this going to work? Um, I'm going to say the gatekeeper. Okay. There's this whole thing, like he was going to be in an elevator and he liked to... He liked to polish buttons, which is definitely not a euphemism for something. And uh, he kept pushing those buttons. And one day, the elevator, she just broke and went into the ocean. And six men went into the ocean. Only two came out. The sharks. They don't like eyes. Yeah, it becomes Jaws. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so the spin-off. spin-off is... is Jaws. What? That elevator man was Robert Shaw, <laughs> a.k.a. Quint. This is what he did before he was the world's greatest fisherman. That's what I would think. No. The spinoff of <laughs> Spider-Man is the Jaws TV show. <laughs> Only a high person would think of that. Wait, seriously? Only someone who's high. People listening are like, what? <laughs> Who would win in a fight? Jaws the shark or Spider-Man? Uh, Spider-Man. Come on. I think that was. I think that happened well, in the comics. Depends where it is. What if Spider-Man, if they're in the water, maybe Jaws Those the shark. big spider webs, they just... Big spider, throws big white spider ropes, ropes at yeah. <laughs> Maybe the shark would win. All I right. think the shark would win because uh, Spidey's spider sense would be like, Julie's in danger, and he wouldn't even notice the shark behind him because he's swim, swimming off yeah, to help Julie. He, uh, it's like he assigns it to her. I think, Tim, you think Spider-Man uses that to shower? It's like to spy on her when Probably. she's showering? It's like, she's going to step on some soap. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's taking her clothes off. Sure hope she doesn't fall and hurt herself in the shower. <laughs> I totally think he, he must be high. What's going Not on? Nuts. My spinoff show. Read the other My question. spinoff show. Yeah. As if the show needs to go on longer. My spinoff show of Spider-Man. <laughs> I say Dr. Davis, the ghost expert. Oh, that's a good Obviously, idea. She knew nothing about ghosts or ghost photography. Obviously, she's one of those yeah. people who makes everything up, she says, on the spot. She was probably pretending yeah. to be a doctor. Her show would be about her pretending to be someone different every week. 
every week. She's oh. talked, she talks with such authority that people just believe whatever she is. And one, you know, one week she'd be a teacher. Another week she'd be a vice president. People wouldn't, people, people wouldn't question it. What? Maybe she's a lion tamer. One yeah, week. No, well, yeah, but she pretended to be Walter Mondale, vice president, who was vice president back then. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> And what would you say? It's Pretend to be a lion. Yeah, that's yeah, funny you say that because one in the in the last episode of the series, she pretended to be a tree and was so dedicated to it that some loggers <laughs> cut her down and turned her into some nice oh, wood paneling for fancy elevators. Oh. Her show would be called "A Few of My Favorite Things." <laughs> See, that makes sense. I don't know Jaws TV show <laughs> spinoff from Spider Man. <laughs> right. Yeah, here's things much more sense. <laughs> Listeners, please write in to Teddy Bimco with an E at the end of Gmail and say whose spinoff idea makes more sense. Jaws the TV show or Tim's saga of the woman who pretends to be different jobs is pretends to be a tree and is turned into elevator panel. To be polished by gate man. <laughs> to be polished by the gate man. It all t- it's the it's the it's the T the T H C U the Tim Hamilton, Cinematic Yes. No, this is called the Cityverse. You're helping. So, oh, that makes more sense. Cityverse, yeah. So I did, do the, I did do the podcast one. I have to do it. We'll just edit out a lot, right. a lot of the stuff that you say. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> Who from this show would most likely have a podcast? Did you write something? You really didn't get my email? Uh, okay. Yes. No, I did L- get your email. Let me... I, just, I, was, I thought I would make up my own goofy questions because I'm an uh, insurrectionist. No, I do the no, questions. It's, it's, you it's come terrible. up with the answers. <laughs> You got to be a yes and, not a no but. Yeah, I know. I was being a real but. So, uh, I thought the person, honestly, who would be the one that had their own podcast would be Julie Masters. Yeah, I think so too. And the podcast would be that she would always be trying to guess who Spider Man exactly. is, and she would never fucking put two and two <laughs> together that the guy who clearly has Spider Man's voice, <laughs> I mean Peter Parker's voice. Who is always where Peter Parker is? Who saves her? I guess using this episode as an shows example, up every time she's about to slip on soap in the shower. Oh man, he sees her. <laughs> and 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 yeah, so I think that and it's called yeah, who be Spidey? Who be Spidey? That was the one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who be Spidey? Who be Spidey? Uh, That's the theme song. Who be Spidey? I like that one. Spidey who. Who do you choose? If this took place today, I think the woman, the Kirkwood widow, she would have a she would have mm. a podcast about how she was duped into believing her house was haunted through hidden speakers and uh, pretty much just hidden speakers. She goes on a mission to help other people not fall for this incredibly believable trick. She tells people that if they hear strange <laughs> sounds, they should check the house for hidden speakers because and maybe a van out front where you know people are controlling the hidden speakers. <laughs> So big fucking band with an antenna. <laughs> so she she often shows up to tell people to check the house, as I said, for hidden speakers, and they they would often find raccoons and squirrels that are responsible for the sound in the attic, and they would often get attacked by these squirrels and raccoons. And she was always getting rabies <laughs> and getting rabies shots and talking oh, about it on her podcast. And she never found anyone who was stupid enough to be fooled by uh, hidden speakers. So, uh, hmm. you know, she eventually got an email from a Nigerian prince who needed to put some of his funds in her bank account, and she lost all her money. And her podcast oh, would be called, Do You Have a Bridge to Sell Me? I Will Buy It. I would think it would be called Only Speakers in the Building. <laughs> you Are So High. The spinoff from no, Spider-Man. It's a show about It's called You Are So High. <laughs> They're in an elevator in the ocean. <laughs> I... I, I did just jaws just because my voice for a second to my mind sounded like Quint. But really, honestly, which two jaws is never far from which my two mind. then swim to shore on that 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 uh, whatever they floated on at the end of Jaws. Who who is it? Jameson and uh, Peter Parker. Uh, oh, mm. that would be the funnest, actually. Yeah, Jameson's like you never told me if you helped my friend's wife. <laughs> I mean, he swang off the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We, it's funny. We never saw Jameson again. He never cared what happened to her. No. Or her ghost problem. No, he didn't. I wonder if all the episodes like that, he just kind of floats out <laughs> the problem and just like, Peter, someone's going to steal this museum, this diamond. Uh, don't do it because it's my friend. Yeah. And then he just fucking, that guy cashed his check and went and like just did lines of blow at the hotel for a few times. 
The actor playing Jameson was a distinguished old gentleman who probably didn't do lines of blood. Okay, email. Seti Bimco, Seti Bimco with an E at, at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter at Twitter Bim. Twitter Bimco. We're on Twitter. Seti Bimco. Seti Bimco on Instagram. Like us. And, and George, you can plug your show. Yeah, uh, if you if you listen to this and you aren't totally sick of me, check out my podcast, Hypothetical Island, which I host with the outrageous Riley Brown. We basically have on different comics guests mostly, but sometimes other types mm-hmm. of guests, and we give them weird hypothetical island scenarios. We have to choose between two disturbing things. You had to, and you, it's silly, and it's long. It goes. If you longer. had to be on Cheers or Frasier, which show would you? I probably will do that one now. <laughs> Oh, we've got too much thing. i gotta edit out so much stuff. all right the show is I over think, uh, i think producer gene needs yes. to come in here and just fucking cut me off that's the end bye all right all right bye tim seti bingo is a podcast by tim hamilton and john kelly produced by miss lee music by tim hamilton this has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Yep, so that's going to be a hypothetical island. Tune in and listen. We'll talk all about cheers. <laughs> I'm asking you, George. Kind of I'm asking you. Do you want to answer me? Oh, uh, what? I, I said. This, I, yeah, should be long. This is the one. cheers where Sam has three arms. That's even okay. better. I do have a question about thumb placement. <laughs> So the chest, the hand comes out yeah, the middle. I, is it like the equivalent of a left hand or a right hand? Or is it like weird? Like no, it's a right, it's a right hand. So that when somebody says something stupid, he smacks himself in the face with that middle hand. Oh, he no, punches himself. No, like, that's it. Oh, you said something stupid. That kind no. of slap, not punching himself. He face palms yeah. himself. But he could punch himself yeah, if yeah. he wanted.